This week on Media Delta, Lupin the Third, The Secret of Mamo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, we are talking about a franchise um, that is big depending upon who you talk to, because this is a franchise that is very popular, definitely in Japan. That's it, also Italy and Spain and France. Um, but it's so popular in Italy that like the, the one of the reasons oh, yeah. is they just start airing first there. Yeah, it, it's it, yeah, it's it's the case of like Saint Seiya in Brazil or like Captain Tsubasa in Brazil. Fucking um, South, South America fucking loves Saint Seiya. Yeah, they do. They love Saint Seiya and Sailor Moon. Yeah. It, it, and it, Captain Tsubasa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking about a loop on the third uh, movie today. Um, not the one that most people are familiar with to start out with, but uh, we're actually technically starting with the first loop on the third movie uh, because this is a franchise that has had a bunch of OVAs and movies. Um, I think there was one like every, it was like one every other year since like 81. Like it is. There is a lot of movies of Lupin the Third. Uh, and the one we're taking a look at is technically the first, even though it's not one that people from it are really familiar with, at least I see in comparison to like a lot of other discussion of Lupin the Third. Most people are probably familiar with Castle Cagliostro um, for good reason. Uh, it's Heo Miyazaki animated, and it's just a really good movie. But that was actually the second one. The first one. It's great because it is a movie that doesn't have a consistent name. Uh, the DVD that I have um, refers to it as Lupin the Third, The Secret of Mamo. But Wikipedia refers it to it as The Mystery of Mamo. Uh, actually, Wikipedia says both are correct. Both are correct, which is also great because you think it's like, oh, I wonder if they just translated it from... Uh, uh, like it was, it was like Rupan Sensei, uh, Mamo no Nazo, which always gets really translated. Uh, actually, in Japan, it was called Lupon the Third, Lupon versus the Clone. So, <laughs> which isn't wrong, but also wrong. a weird spoiler. Yeah, very strange. Just like, well, I guess I need to watch this now. You're not wrong, but why would you say it? Yeah. Yeah, but it, essentially that is the movie. We are watching, what, Secret of Mamo, Mystery of Mamo, uh, the one with the blue guy in it. Also, to be fair, you forgot to mention it was originally just titled in Japan, Lupin the Third. Oh, right, yes, I see that now. Nice. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if that's better or worse. Mm, uh, but yeah, uh... I, as you can tell, was not the only one who watched this, so please introduce yourselves. Guess I'll go first. Blah, 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 tidal wave. Hi, I'm Donut. Donut Seeker, your local JRPG nerd. This was a great time. I'm Torpid Typus. I'm going to go to the one place untouched by capitalism. Space! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... Oh, this one... This is a... This movie is, it's not quite weird, but it's like, this is, it's fascinating to watch because it's hard to, like, if you've, if you're not familiar, 
if a loop on the third is. If this is the first time you've heard of loop on the third. Loop on the third was originally a manga, uh, a manga uh, by a author named Monkey Punch. Uh, loop on the third, who is the descendant of Arsene Lupin, the protagonist oh. of like 1900 era, a French, uh, like basically Arsene Lupin was like a Francis answer thief. to yeah, master thief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the I gentleman add, thief. Gentleman thief. This caused legal issues at one point. It sure yeah. did. So I keep I keep on wanting to say Maurice LaMarche, but that's not the guy's name. Maurice LeBlanc's uh, Arsene Lupin. Uh, is it, it that he was the original author? And uh, when these movies were coming out, this also might have something to do with why it has so many different names. Um, when these movies were first coming out, so this movie came out in 1978. Also. You know what? Actually, let me go back to what I uh, to actually explaining what Loop on the Third is. It's Loop on the Third, uh, the basically third. predicated on being the uh, basically the grandson of Arsène Lupin, uh, is a gentleman thief like his grandfather, um, wearing. I, I would I would I would not argue sure about he, gentleman. Uh, he lost right. a little bit so, of that. He, yeah, the quote-unquote gentleman thief, which in actuality in 70s standards actually, well, in nowadays standards, a real creep. Uh, he, he was a legendary thief creep. and a master of disguise is the big thing. Yes. Um, kind of a goofball, but well, not kind of a goofball, a major goofball, but is actually somewhat competent when it comes to it. He, he's the oh, goofball, he's but he's also a lot more savvy than he lets on. Yeah. Kind of similar to uh, Cobra, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah um, actually. I mean, it was a type. It was a type for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he is uh, usually joined by two kind of partners in crime. Uh, he is uh, Jigen, who I don't believe has any analog. He is a man with a very pronounced beard and a hat, which is almost always covering his eyes. Whose main thing is that he is a very good sharpshooter with his uh, revolver. He is also uh, the voice of reason. Yes. He's also very handsome. And also, smoking. yes, also smoking. Um, also, he is joined by, I believe it's Goemon Ishikawa the 13th. Yep. Who, who is meant to be a, a descendant of the, you know, the thief that, you know, Goemon Ishikawa, who is a, I think he was a natural person, right? Yeah, he was like um he was like a Robin Hood figure and uh, his notable thing was, you know, taken from the rich, given to the poor, and the fact that they boiled him alive. Yeah. Yeah, viciously executed. Vicious. Yep. Uh also the same going on that uh the Konami character is based off of. Mm-hmm. That's why they gave there's him a... ice powers in Persona five, because yeah, he... there's a fuckload of characters based off of going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Konami uh, character's my favorite. Yeah, and in this one, Goemon is a long-haired kind of swordsman wearing usually, I forgot what it's called, but it's traditional Japanese garb, and he has a sword known as the Zantetsu who, that can cut damn near anything. What is that called? I, I say almost anything as, we, as in this movie. Apparently, there are some things that I can't cut. Um, and there's also a fourth character who is infamous that is not technically part of the gang, but ends up getting involved with them anyway uh fujiko mine who the is femme a fatale. yes very much a femme fatale he's a hot mess <laughs> hottest mess sexy yeah. hot mess she she varies wildly from incredibly competent to completely useless mm-hmm. yeah 
depending on on the the uh, the, the given mm-hmm. one. This is the one where she's not quite as useful. Yep. Also, the gang is always chased by a Interpol agent named Zenigata, who is a fucking bloodhound. Yeah. I bet he's best friends with Chen Li, though. Also, I will say very fast the, the thing about uh, Junko Tu. Wow, why do I want to say that? Fuck me, Fujiko. Uh, is that she plays Lupin like a fucking fiddle constantly? Oh yeah, because he's yes. a horny piece of shit. Yes, Lupin the Third is very horny. As also, very horny uh, as we see. Yeah. Also, uh, generally, like early on, they, they would eventually file off the edge a bit, but he was very sexual salty. You know, oh yeah. It, God, in so in the original manga, yeah, it, it's you could tell the era that that first manga was made because there's a lot of things in that's like, mm-hmm. oh, that doesn't fly now. Yeah, there's a lot of Lupin. No, what are you doing? Yeah. Maybe call, maybe call the police for this one. Someone. Yeah. That. Yeah. I know you. I know you mostly steel but also mm-hmm. uh, that is a that is a yeah Zenigata, we need to arrest him for different reasons please uh, well also the general thing is like lupon is a thief but generally ends up working towards the greater good typically typically uh in terms of, like a lot of these movies at least yeah that's where his gentleman factor comes in hard um doesn't yeah. Him, though. yeah also yeah uh, general plot. These things are kind of formulaic a little bit. Uh, uh, also, d- d- just to mention it really quick, this was done by the anime crew, and it definitely shows because it does feel like another episode of the anime. Yeah, this the, lengthened. Yeah, the crew that worked on this uh, worked, I believe, mostly on Lupin the Third Part One, which is an early '70s Lupin. Um, although. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with how this works, but there are, you can track the era of Lupin by the color of his jacket. Nice. Uh, the first one was the pink era, which is the Lupin third part one, which is what this show worked on. Uh, this, I believe, was the start of the red jacket era, which is mostly Lupin the third part two, which is the series that probably most people are familiar with. Because it was the first one that was translated into well, the first one that was got popular when it got translated to English. Um, because uh there has oh actually been four English yeah. dubs of this movie. Um there's been a bunch of English of dubs of Lupin in general. Yeah. Uh this one in particular had four different releases. Uh there was a Hong Kong English one that came out roughly when the movie came out, uh, that was done by Toho themselves. Um, which uh, I I've not found any version of it. Uh, there is uh, Streamline Pictures tried to do this one. It actually was oddly enough because they, it actually did use Lupin the Third as his name. Um, uh, I think it was I think it was the Toho one that never actually had any voice credits, so nobody could ever figure out who actually did the voices for it. Yeah, I think it took a while. I think they had to like backtrack or like just do a bunch of cross-referencing to figure out who it was. Um, and yeah, Streamline Pictures, which if you're not familiar with what Streamline Pictures is, uh, it was the company that was headed by Carl Masek, uh, who is infamous for butchering a lot of... It, it was like, if you know are familiar with the reputation that 4Kids had, uh, Streamline Pictures was very similar, except it wasn't quite as kid-focused. They did cut out a lot of 
stuff for that made it a little bit more friendlier for the like general audiences. I don't know how you would do that in this movie, but um, yeah, they generally did tone down the stuff. Uh, if you're familiar with the treatment that, uh, if you're familiar with the story behind Robotech in Macross, uh, that is a streamlined pictures joint. Um, so they have a history of doing things to animate that makes them not quite as faithful. But uh, in a, out of it. Yeah, not even, not like, not like saying that localization is bad, but in a, they did not do that great of a job on it. It's not as uh, palatable. There was also Manga Entertainment uh, did it in, uh, let's see, it's 1996. Uh, and then the Streamline ones was 95. Uh, the Manga Entertainment one apparently was the one, was the one in which he was referred to as Wolf the Third. Once again, because the of legal third. issues. Uh, <clears throat> the, 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 the LeBlanc estate was very litigious uh, for a while. Yep. Especially because mm-hmm. uh, Lupin was actually never never got the rights for it because uh like originally uh the, the original loop on the third because uh, japan doesn't really enforce overseas copyright yeah <laughs> um and then the last one which is the one that we we watched and it's the one that you're likely going to find and also probably the best one uh is i believe it's Genion is the company that did it uh now, yeah, Genion, we... japan. yep 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 uh, uh, the other thing too is apparently there's a discotheque uh, media release uh, hmm. on DVD that contained all four dubs. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Back in 2013. Yeah, because I think this Jennyon one was 20, 2003. This is before essentially the death of Jennyon. Yeah. Um, and this is the one that was came out around the time when um, Loop on the Third Part Two was translated over or was redubbed over here. And got kind Which of got pretty popular on like adult film. Forever, the voice I will associate with Lupin because it's just such a good Lupin voice. Tony Same. Oliver, Tony Oliver does actually uh, basically the the main five. Actually, really everyone has really good voice acting uh, in this movie. The one thing I will say right right off the bat about the English dub that I know some people might not like, although it has a weird charm to it, uh, it is very referential. Uh, especially not so much in this one. It's not as bad in this dub, uh, but in the Lupin the Third Part Two dub that Jenny on did, incredibly modern referential. And, and I should say modern as in 2003. <laughs> as in, this is, you could tell that this was done in 2003. Um, yeah, there's some references that are very spot on. Yeah, like uh, the fact that the president, the President of the United States is a character in this movie. And Very it, obviously Bush. Yeah, it's actually funny because it actually changes throughout the various dubs because I believe there's one in which they try and have him be like Carter and one in which he is also, I believe it's the manga one, which he is uh, Clinton. And then I think the first one is just a, a dude. A dude. Just like, yeah, dude. Not, not anyone in particular. Um. But yeah, that is one thing that these dubs kind of do that some, might throw some people off. But other than that, incredibly good dub. Uh, the voice actors for the main five do such a good job that most of them are the voice of the characters even till today. Um, I don't think any of them, because I know Michelle Ruff still does it. Uh, 
I think Lex Lang still does Goemon. I believe that they're all, all five of the main characters are still, you know, the same. Oh, also, I should also go back to my earlier thing, which I didn't know if Zenigata was based on someone. Uh, Zenigata is actually based on a Japanese character from like pretty old. Uh, like, I think like, like, let's see, hey, do you, like a fictional character from like the Edo period. Or no, actually, okay. Well, I'm doing a on the on the on the brink, or not on the brink, but some spot checking or stuff. But yeah, he's based on like a series of yeah. He's created in 1931 uh, in Japan. So he's named after a very famous Japanese detective, Zenigata Heiji. Yep. Um. So yeah. Uh, kind of going more into this because. Um, I guess we'll just kind of do this in the same way we do most of our other things. Um, so, Donut, um, what did you think about this movie? I thought it was pretty good. You know, when I was um, when I was growing up, I watched a lot of Lupin the Third along with Adult Swim, along with like Shin Chan. So I've always had quite a big, big, good, good. I'm sorry. Um, I've always had really good. Positive feelings about Lupin. I had a cat named Lupin. I loved him. He was wonderful. Um, so yeah, I'm usually pretty positive on most aspects of this movie. Yeah, the 2003 thing, um, it's aged interestingly. I like that a few characters were rather insulted by being called Democrats. It was <laughs> like I said, you could tell when this movie came out. You could tell when it, you can definitely tell when this movie came out. Um, I think anything notable about it was I do really enjoy how it really felt like just an extension of the show. So, you know, if you watch this first, you get the gist of what it's about. If you watch it after you watch a few episodes of the show, you're along for the ride. Um, it hits all the spots you need to with Lupin, all the you know, all of his wonderful antics and incompetence followed by extreme competence just wow look at you you're you're doing lord's work lupine you're taking out those big brains all puns intended um yeah, i feel like the, the the like just doing doing a job then getting it over his head and then somehow saving the day mm-hmm just like, wow, this has gone completely south for you, Lupin. How are you going to get out of it this time? Well, look at that. Oh, you done did fun. it. You did it again. Um, I wish Fujiko was a little more consistent in this one. Because it's like, she's just playing the femme fatale role because they just wanted to have a fun, big-chested lady there to play the femme fatale. Like, she doesn't... She doesn't really feel like she's more than a set piece in this. She's just she there to like ends up being a damsel, actually. Yeah, she's yeah. a damsel, either damsel or distress, where she's just being shitty and making herself a damsel by being shitty to Lupin for little reason. Which, in her defense, there there is the one scene. Yeah. Where he's real shitty. Yeah. It's a good good thing that she decided that time to be shitty. You know, of all the times for her to drug Lupin for her own means good on her because he was he was getting a little too grabby there that was a little that wasn't okay lupon it was it was actually kind of uncomfortable <laughs> um i love how much of this movie is just like bits of akira 
Where you're like, who's this weird alien child? You look like the kids from Akira. Then you see more of them, and you're like, oh, okay, I see where this plot's going. This is this is a fun time. Um, I'm trying to get through. I feel like these days it's hard to look back at Lupin without making the like obvious fucking persona references. So I'm trying to stray very hard from that. Um. Flavor-wise, I like this movie. You know, I really, I'm trying to think of, like, parts that I don't like, parts that I dissect, but, like, it was just a fun roller coaster ride of Lupin. It kind of has a slow build-up, but the second he's eating out at some French restaurant and starts getting gunned down by millions guns, you're already there. Like, you're already there for the adventure. Um... Just, it's very strange how this movie is both Dragon Ball Z World Strongest and Akira, but you know, those are cool movies too. That's about all I got for it. We already covered voice actors and such. Okay, uh, Torpo, what do you think? Uh, I honestly, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I so the thing I've always enjoyed about these uh, is sort of I won't call it over animation, but like the exaggerated movements and animation of like the characters and how they move, real goofy and all that. I've actually always really liked that. Mm -hmm. It's always been one of those things I actually super appreciate about Lupin. Uh, yeah, oh, monkey yeah. punches, monkey punches, noodle style is really good. Yeah, I love it. You don't get it a yeah. lot anymore. We got it in Devilman Crybaby. Crybaby and people were weird about it. I it, loved okay, it. To be fair, it looked really bad in that. It did, but I still loved it. <laughs> it, it, it's the thing that you can tell that this was made by a like if it's it's based on a manga that was done before i don't want to say standards were set but it's the one of those anime that's like you can tell that this was made in a era in which it wasn't like codified like this anime designs were like codified it was, it was back when anime was definitely a lot more cartoony uh before yeah. it became sort of like crystallized as it is now yeah back well, before it started being like, you know, 80s clamp faces and shonen. But, you know, back when it was based largely on cartoons. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it's not it's not like the era of like, I would say probably because in the in the eight, I would say like in 80s and like like or like mid 80s mm -hmm. to like the 90s where you could tell like most like 90, I would say 98 percent of anime kind of didn't not didn't look the same, but it was like. The same like structure of it was, like it was big eyes, sharp skins, big hair. Yeah, all it, the it, over time, it's gotten more and more homogenous stylistically. That's yeah. the weird Moe blob era, but we don't talk about that. It, it also <laughs> wasn't the really weird 2000 to 2005 era in which every anime looked identical. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was a weird time. That's when you get. That's when certain shows really stood out, like Witch Hunter Robin, and you know things that kind of. <laughs> yeah, fully coolly things Which, that. Speaking of fully coolly, I'm just always reminded of how in fully coolly the dad at one point just has a discussion with himself about which Lupin is superior. <laughs> well, that's a fun question. Which one do you think is superior, Green Jacket, Red Jacket? I've always liked the look of the Red Jacket a lot more. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, the Red Jacket is. I mean, it's the first one that I saw. Um, Same. Something. The Green Jacket. I mean, Green Jacket's Cagliostro, which is already like. We are going to take a look at that at some point, and I can guarantee you that is going to rank much higher than this movie is. <laughs> to be fair, this movie is good. Uh, funny enough, it also has the same budget 
as Castle of Cagliostro. Yep. Uh, which the guy who worked on, like, uh, the main director of this did, like, like, he wasn't, like, some person that didn't do much. Um, let me get the, uh, let's see, let me make sure I can get the name correct. Uh, Soji Yoshikawa is the director of this. Worked on a lot of stuff, like, he, he worked mostly as a screenwriter and a storyboard artist. Uh, he has three things, uh, to his name as a director. He has multiple episodes of Tomorrow's Joe, uh, no, also known as a shoot and Joe. He has this movie, and he's Kirby right back at you, which is an interesting trio of things. Um, but he also has, like, screenwriter stuff on, like, say, Rose of Versailles, um, City Hunter, Cyborg 009, um, The Ultraman, um, the Lensman anime, which is kind of infamous. Lensman, wow. Um, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Armored Trooper Votoms, which I kind of want to watch at one point. But it, anyway, yeah, the guy has done stuff. Uh, also, loop on to third part one. Uh, but yes. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. Oh, by the way, loop let's on go on the with third. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> which also, loop on the third theme. Fucking fantastic. Always. Oh, yes. Forever. <laughs> But uh, I I will say yeah. So the plot of this is is pretty straightforward. Lupin starts a heist, uh, gets a strange rock, and ends up it over his head after a fucking some some group tries gutting him down at a restaurant. So he starts falling. Ends up in fucking Egypt somehow. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of. Not, I was kind of having a little trouble trying to keep up. I was like, okay, wait, wait why are they here? The, the, the movie's a little bit disjointed, and it's kind of frustrating at times. Yeah. The, the Egypt one is one of the ones that really sticks out of just like, how, wait, how the fuck did we, why are we here? Uh, yeah. Eventually, they, they get to the, the first island base, the first island base. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes. As <laughs> you say this, I feel like I blacked out half the movie and just like only remembered the good parts because I'm just like, there were two island bases? There were two you, island bases. You, there was a time skip too, right? Because the members of Nagata was like, well, it's. Oh, right. Yeah, so, Lupin, it's been half a year since we last saw you. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Also, to point out, because it's something I somehow completely forgot, this movie starts with Lupin the third getting hanged. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then fucking Zenigata goes to his, like, fucking weird-ass crypt and come to find out, oh, no, it wasn't actually Lupin that died. Except it was! It was! We, yeah. we learned it's a fucking clone. I, I, did, they, did they say that, or was that Lupin the Third just trying, or Lupin trying to just get out of getting arrested by Zenigata? Uh, no, that was later in the movie when it's like, yeah, it's a clone. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, that was weird yeah i'm gonna backtrack some things i said this was a really great movie in terms of just like lupon the third and this but plot wise yeah after we get to egypt everything just kind of falls apart yeah, yes so let's fucking go this is Deal a movie it. that it's like oh this is a fun ride it's also very stupid yeah because you get to the part where uh, mama's like i want to create 
perfect beings like Adam and Eve with Fujiko, and Fujiko's like, wait, what? I don't remember this part of the plot. Yeah, And... no, it's so it's initially it's like, ah, I want to live forever. I want the Philosopher's Stone, and then the Adam and Eve thing comes up. But that's at the second island base. Yeah, there we go. That was the first part, Philosopher's Stone, because that part just gets forgotten. Yeah, So at some well, point. because then we learn that, like, it's a series, he, he Mamo is a series of clones, for some reason, because he's trying to achieve immortality through cloning. That's his mystery. Yeah, because he has that weird pocket hallway of Akira children who try to attack people with sides Yeah, and also, guns. uh, Mamo, de like, Mamo definitely looks like, yeah, one of the children from Akira, because, like, he's, he's older looking, he's blue in the face, he's tiny, he's got the white hair that is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it's certainly a it's a look. But, uh, yeah, so... Also, fuck, was it Zenigata who got, got, like, kidnapped by the Navy and was hanging out with them? Yeah, Or something like that? well, I feel like they all kind of communicate with the Navy at some point because they were like, hey, this Mamo guy's kind of fucked up. Um, Yes, it was. It was Lupin and, and gang who got fucking kidnapped by the Navy and then sent off to Mamo, uh, yeah. the first island base. Uh, so that goes great because the Navy ends up fucking bombing the shit out of it. They carpet bomb the entire fucking island. Oh, And God. Lupin and gang are like, we gotta get out. And then somehow they end up in the second island base of Mamo, which is where we learn about the Adam and Eve plot with Fujiko, because he has a giant arsenal of nukes. Mm -hmm. He has so many, and he also has one more giant thing. Yes, but before we do that, Lupin then sabotages the nukes on the island, causing them to go off. Oh, And it's like the way they show it, it's like, oh, it, and like it's it's fine. They're they're just they're just missiles, so they'll just blow up, but they'll just blow up tiny like and not nuclear explosion. Yeah, because Mama's idea is uh, essentially, hey, I'm going to nuke the planet so only me and Fujiko are left. And we'll Yeah. do Adam and Eve. Uh, and Lupin comes in, and then Mama's like, I said Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Did he actually say that? And I forgot no, about fuck no. No, God, no. See, that's where you can tell <laughs> with this this dog that it Did just you never know? it just sounds like something that someone do. <laughs> Uh, it really for a second, does. I was like, wait, what did I miss? No, no, no. But Mama gets really fucking angry. It's also around here where we find uh, Lupin getting attacked and then murdering the shit out of a Mamo clone and learning about the whole Mamo clone project, which nobody ends up really caring about because Nobody. This we're poor not children. really we're not really sure about which Mamo is the real Mamo and it ends up not mattering because we find the real Mamo eventually as the U.S. starts carpet bombing the second island, which is full of nukes. Mm-hmm. We want a drum roll for telling us what, what Mondo's mystery was, Torpin. Yeah. We <laughs> Look, wanna... all I'm <laughs> saying is only Mamo has the brains to rule Island. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, the big reveal is that Mamo is this super fucking huge brain for some reason. brain. It's like you feel it coming, you see like a reveal coming, and you're like, well, this is early on, so this is probably some dumbass video game shit. Is it a giant face? Is it a giant hand? It's a See, this giant fucking brain. this wasn't early on. This was the end of the movie, actually. Oh, I meant like early on, like, uh,
yeah what's what's, like. what's what's the big mystery of mama at the very beginning it's like oh it's probably cloning right and yes it was cloning but then also mama's a giant brain the whole cloning right. thing makes no fucking sense because it didn't matter i just love this era of movies where like the big reveal is always a giant something yeah um, just... so fucking mama decides to you know what i'm gonna launch myself into space and just and be thanks. a brain in space, I guess, and then eventually come back or something. After, yeah, because he said he, yeah, he said he wanted to go out to the far reaches of the universe and absorb God and then come back and rule everyone. And yeah, Lupin in a real weird, <laughs> super weird. Then Lupin in his one act of competence that day manages to slam a, a nice little explosive onto the. The glass before it blasts Yeah, and off. so eventually the the brain gets into space, and it's like, oh, you got into space, and then you get a quick close up of the bomb. And it's like, ah, you loop on, and then the glass fucking shatters, and the brain just floats off into the sun. Floats so off. <laughs> just meanwhile, into the sun. Meanwhile, those navy missiles, yeah, they're still <laughs> they're still going. Yeah, I want to get it. There's something I want to talk about that particular scene, but I'll get to that when I end up talking. Oh, yeah. I did forget to mention that Mamo had a bodyguard uh, who fought fucking Goemon and broke his sword because he was wearing armor. Armor. (laughs) He was wearing, like, I wanted to say, like, mail, but it looked like it was made out of, like... He said it was, like, a steel alloy or something like that. It looks really, like... If you ever but seen like, the movie Commando and yes. Bennett's chainmail thing and how stupid that looked, imagine it looking about twenty times dumber. Yeah, the dude gets murdered anyway, but fucking Goemon sword chipped, and the chip Lupin picks up and eventually becomes a plot point during the rocket sequence. Oh when yes, Mamo goes to fucking shoot him with a laser, and Which... fucking Lupin rebounds it with the tip of the sword he had. It, it melts him. It melts him for like a solid five minutes. Like yeah, a... he's on fire for a long time. Yeah, and then yeah. in his like, ashes. This is, normal, this is yeah. This is normal Mamo who goes to shoot him. This is just before the brain reveal, and yeah, fucking Mamo is on fire forever. He's just talking, just living a whole life, slow burning. Yeah. And then a tiny microchip falls from his ashes, and that's and... when we find out it's a brain. Yeah, the big brain was controlling the clones through microchips, and it once again it just felt weird and like it didn't matter because he's a big fucking brain. And a giant brain, all. Yeah, also I don't remember how they got off the island during the carpet bombing and the nukes. Oh, oh, I remember. So what happened was they get out of the facility via a weird ladder, and then they don't really leave. Fujiko oh, yeah. just like kisses him, and then the credits is just like, yeah. oh no, Fujiko gets out because um, Jigen and Goemon come through with yes, a fucking with... plane or some yes. shit. The biplane, they fly in with the biplane, mm-hmm. and Lupin and Fujiko grab on. Like Lupin grabs on, then grabs Fujiko's hand, and then they just hold on as they fly off into the sunset in the biplane. Also, yeah, I forgot to mention well, as the rocket is launching. Well, no, so that's. Yeah, actually, Fujiko did fly off into the sunset. Lupin did not manage to grab one, and he ends up having to run away with Zinigata. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> then it just ends amidst the explosions. No, that's right. I was thinking of when Lupin jumped onto the ladder and grabbed Fujiko's hand. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, 
I, I forgot to mention that during the rocket escape, as the rocket is starting to fly off and ascend, Lupin and Fujiko are fucking clamoring up a ladder the whole way up the fucking tube. They snake eater the fuck out of that mm, so fast. Yeah. Like, I, I guess we as humans can out-climb rockets. A literal fucking rocket. I guess we all have Resident Evil 6 fucking agility or some bullshit. But, like... The fact that we keep just, like, kind of forgetting and remembering things and how none of it sounds, seems to make sense sequentially, yeah, it's this movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's like, a lot movie. happens, and I'm gonna be real, at one point I did kind of check out for a little bit. Uh, yeah, this movie's an hour and a half long. <laughs> like, it's it like, just happens. Right, it's a check, It's like, but it's not like a bad checkout where you're <laughs> like, wow, this movie's super... Boring. Your brain just kind of flows for a little bit, a- much like just... when you see Lupons in her thoughts, and all you see, all he thinks about is literal boobs. Zenigata Fujiko in that Zenigata's boobs. Yes. Uh, also, order. also an hour and forty-two minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe those twelve minutes were what we hallucinated. Maybe. <laughs> all right. So, did you have any other thoughts? Oh yeah, that's right. The one other thing. Is that before they start running from the explosions, then he got a fucking clamps Lupin's ankle with his with fucking with with fucking handcuffs, and then they three legged race away from the explosions into the end credits. Yeah. Which man, they're incredibly in sync. Which you know what fits because there's nobody else those two know better than each other. Yep, it's true. Maybe they also then he got a does fucking nothing the whole movie. He just finds Lupin, and that's about it. He gets a bonus for it, though. His boss is like, hey, you did find him. You yeah, know, but so his you... boss also tells him to fucking quit. Yeah, well, yeah. The, thing, the thing was is that the the description they say is like, oh, uh, you're off the case because this has gone because this is involving like the head of the two the two buttons that Mamo has on his thing are US and USSR. Yeah. Um, which are like um, not Japan, actually, yeah, not Japan. This is now an international incident involving nukes. Uh, we are now off this, and other people are doing it. Yeah, and then Zenigata's just like, but I'm the only one that can find Lupin, which is isn't like, wrong, right? It's he's like, they're very correct, right? He's like, you're right, but this is about nukes now, dog. This isn't just about Thief Boy and his golly jolly band of hooligans. But Zenigata doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He takes that money and goes. Yep. After having a very nice dinner with his boss. It wasn't mm-hmm. very... I mean, his boss was proud of him. He was like, listen, yeah, we're gonna have a nice dinner. Yeah, the commissioner was great. Like, he, he fucking loves Zenigata. He's like, yo, you did your fucking job, dog. I can't fucking ask for more. He's I like, like the only find person him. who ever respects Zenigata. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. Yeah, he's any god I respect. Any god Look, I mean, say what you will. Even though he's bad at the follow through, the man is absolutely fucking incredible at tracking down Lupin. It's true. If you need to find Lupin, you know who to hire. Yeah. Fucking bloodhound trained on a son. I Capture. Lupin. That's yeah. when. That's when yeah. you're in fucking accord. Fucking good luck. <laughs> yeah. He is perfect at finding Lupin. Capturing it, kind of bad at. Yeah, maybe just keep an eye on him. You know, maybe just give up. It might be. You're wasting time trying to catch that thing. Lupin is a force of nature. Right. Do we try to find... Do we try to fucking hunt... Fucking also, what's your name? Um, 
What's a mystery lady that's always leaving? Carmen in San Diego. See, she's always gone. I forgot her fucking name. You just gotta let her move like a force of nature. I do want to say also the entire fucking movie, uh, Jigen's like, yo, Lupin, stop thinking with your dick. Lupin's like, no. no. Lu- Lupin and Goemon are, or not Lupin, Jigen and Goemon are both very yeah, much. Both, yo. Stop thinking with your dick, but like, Jigen's a lot more vocal about it. Yes. I love how vocal Jigen is to fucking Fujiko. He's just like, ah, can I come hang out with you? No. No, I don't fucking trust you. You've screwed us so many mm-hmm. times. But, Jigen, Fujiko's not bad anymore. I don't give a shit. You can go fucking fuck off with your two. Have, have you not? <laughs> is this the 25th time that you're going to fall for this? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Got to make an even number. Also, there's a lot of titty. Yeah, that's so the thing titty. I was going to bring up is that there's tit- like the- Not a lot of people remember the fact that in like Loop on the Third Part 2, there was a lot actually titty in the show. There's. A lot of <laughs> titty. There's so much titty. It starts with titty. There's a big middle moment with titty, and then it ends with the big old titty moment. Yeah, where you yeah. Trust I like to point titty. out the thing that I was going to mention about those missile launches is that they they time the the animation of them the missile starting to launch is Lupin Lupin pressing down on. Um, uh, or like pulling down the, like Luke, or Fujiko's dress, poking her tit, and then the the it's timed with the U.S. people like army like launch, pressing the button to launch the. He posts her. He pokes a nipple like it's the launch button. Yes, like, and to be fair, at one point Fujiko does have to hit a giant button that looks like a nipple. Yep, she does. Also, there's a a scene that they don't really elaborate on that she's found in a desert, and it's like, oh, Mamo came and attacked me and they the whip me and they show her being oh. in her cat suit and her the the back of the cat suit just explodes exposing her ass it looks really tall fucking exploded completely you, it was great why would also, you wear exploding clothes th- there's another bit is like the movie opens with a shower scene and her just vibing in bed and it never really tries to explain it and doesn't mm-hmm. care to Nope. You don't get a Parasite Eve 2 explanation in this one, just there she's doing it. Yeah, she's Shattering being filmed out. in the shower, like, almost <laughs> like, oh, this, I, I see what you're, almost subtext right there. You're just being filmed because, hey, this shower scene exists just so we can see you naked. Also, of course, there's a scene in which they look at Lupin's mind, uh, which is, there is a lot of, <laughs> like, Multiple like cutouts of like naked women, like op- just constantly covering the screen and Fujiko naked. Who's forever? Also, pop rocks for some reason. I swear to God, we better get some like just full on 99% naked Jigen from any Lupin entry from now on, just to make up for all this. I don't think they ever, they ever showed Jigen naked. I don't know. They showed his face, and he's pretty. He's pretty handsome. Let's see what else we've got. Fujiko can't be the only one out here. Not in the 2020. But you do also see Lupin's ass at one point, which is in the very about his skinny scene. ass. Yeah, his that is skinny ass. He's he's almost Hank Hill. He's shovel butt. His fucking knobby knees. Yep. Um. Anything else you want to bring up? No, I think I think I mostly went over like what went on and all that, even if it was a little bit messy. 
in all over yeah. the place, much like this movie. Yeah, no, I it's like... not like this movie. It's fine. <laughs> I think my last thing is I like when um when Jigen is getting harassed by that man, he doesn't say I don't swing that way. He says, Hey buddy, you're not my type. Yeah, it just straight up says, Yeah, you're not my type. <laughs> you're too yeah. tall for me. I don't like these tall leggy boys. One of the things that's not that's semi-subtle in the series that's actually in the Japanese version too, it's not just an English thing, uh, very much implying that Jigen is gay. Yes, he should be. I too would be very angry and practice shooting a lot if my straight B friend couldn't keep his dick out of shit long enough yeah, I was for me gonna to get say, my money. Jigen in the struggle of hiding. <laughs> Jigen in the struggle of hiding for a straight boy. <laughs> He's like, please, just keep your dick out long enough for me to get my gay feelings out and also get this money. I'm just trying to get this money. Get that check. To be fair, Jigen is, like, the best fucking partner that Lupin could ever ask for. They're, like, they've been through thick and thin. They're fucking great together. That's true. And once again, Jigen is straight up the voice of reason and also packing fucking heat. <laughs> it's true. Let's that yeah. thing off like Speed Racer. Just blame by him. All right. Um, yeah. My my general thoughts on it, it's like, I, I thought it was okay. Like, it, there's, I don't really have anything to add because I think we kind of went over everything, but I thought it was okay. Cool. Gets... Uh, the, there is one, one other thing that I feel like needs to be mentioned. There's a lot of flashing in this. Like, there is a lot of photosensitive... Uh, issues yeah. in this movie there's like two scenes in particular that are extremely bad about it yeah it's bad with flash and titty it's bad with flashing your face with lights it's not lights. very much multiple cult color showing on screen and also white and black flashing like it's kind of unpleasant in some spots um but yeah uh with that is that is there any other point that we'd want to bring up all right so I think we can kind of rank this at this point. Um, so uh, we are going to rank this with our number one to 21 scale. Uh, with one being absolute mastercraft and 21 being not even worth watching. It is painful to watch and just not very good. So uh, Donut, uh, where would you put this? Uh, now that we've discussed it in length and... Yeah. Talked about our collective fever dream of a significant part of the movie. It, it was, I was like, really quick. I will say it's of a time. Like a lot of fucking anime movies had this problem for around this time. Like, they do. Fucking, I remember the Space Cobra movie being a hot mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I still really enjoyed it. So I would say, let's like give it a. I'll give it a nine. You think a nine? I'll give it a nine. All right, Turbo, what are you thinking? Well, let's see. I was thinking like six or seven, honestly. You know what? How would you compare this to Cobra? That's what I my thing was going to go is like, I kind of now realizing I think I like Cobra more than Lupin. Like, At as least a early character. Lupin. Later think, Lupin yeah. stuff does get a lot better, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I would say like the, the really good Lupin stuff, I would definitely say is better, but I feel like this and like the show Lupin, I feel... I feel like I'd much rather watch Cobra because Cobra is actually kind of a very similar thing. Uh, I just feel like Cobra is a lot like this. Cobra is generally consistent throughout the adaptation. He's, he's a lot more even headed a character. Yeah, which I, I feel like 
the like I like good like good Lupin stuff. I like it more than Cobra, but like the stuff that's like and not say this is bad, but like the slightly more like older kind of weaker characterization Lupin stuff. I prefer Cobra over. Uh, and I would say that this definitely qualifies in the kind of weaker characterization. I I was thinking under six. Yeah. So uh, under so then Cobra. To, to, to draw the bottom, uh, this or Digimon? How about this or Area 88? Uh, well, well, first off, what, 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 were you, what would you put it? Just for the... I was thinking here. like, yeah, seven or eight. Seven or eight. And yeah, I, I was actually thinking eight. I was thinking seven. Um, but I actually would be good with, I I am actually good with anything between seven and nine. Uh, basically, <laughs> covering the entire blue, uh, basically the good. Yeah, like, like once again, it's, it's a good movie. It's just, it's definitely got some issues. Um, now that you think about it, I feel like, yeah, let's take a, I'm thinking, like, let's see the eight. Um Let's see, in eight, we got Area 88, the OVA, Digimon the Movie, Sweet Home, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Season 1. You know, off topic real quick, Sweet Home on Netflix is pretty cool. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not. I, I kind of wish that it was. Who like, knows? Maybe one it. day. Maybe yeah. one day. People. Yeah, maybe. So, like, like the big comparison, I would say, is Area 88 in this. I'm yeah. I'm not quite sure which. I, you know what? I'd say they're about on par. Yeah, well, I don't know if you can really compare Area 88 to this because it's such a tonal difference. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's sort of like in era and style and like. Oh no, in era, yeah. Well, if I look at like seven and look at like East, um, there's not really any. Let's see, what at nine? Do we have? Let's see, at nine we got East Two Tron, Pirates Dark Water. I, I would look at over Tron. Yeah, looking over the stuff that we have in nine, I feel like I'd rather watch this than majority yeah. of that. I think eight's a good spot for it personally. Yeah, I'm feeling eight is acceptable. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling an eight. This is a good watch. It is not particularly great. It's definitely not bad though. Yeah, it's a good uh, watch. Not gonna knock your socks off, but it's pretty alright. Yep. Anyways, I'd rather my socks be on anyway. Yeah, I lied. Actually, I don't wear socks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I no. Also, I almost put in secret of Nim, but that's you know once you hit once you get above the age of twenty five, you're allowed to wear socks with your sandals. I'm above the age of twenty five. Well, then guess what, buddy? I'm gonna go around the house barefoot. No, you better put on those socks and sandals. No, I'm not wearing sandals in my house. Yeah. Okay. So first off, I fucking listen. Listen. When you all step on glass, shut the fuck up! <laughs> How fucking don't, dare you! Don't come, don't come crying! How don't dare come... you here in Lolo's own home? Don't, don't come crying. Just remember, and I don't have any loose Legos or anything. Um, let's see. Oh, let me get them with ones of dudes. Um, as I fill this out, got to get the guy's name. There you are. Copy, paste. This did come out in the theaters. Oh, what? I hmm, genre. Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, it is a crime movie, technically. Yeah. 
Um, and adventure oh. hell could also be fitting, but yeah. Possibly. No, no, no. I would say I would say uh I'd say whimsical. I'd say cartoony maybe, but no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think crime are... and yeah. I think crime I... and silly, I think is a good pairing. Silly crime. Silly crime. Silly yeah. Crime. Um okay, content. I'm a thinking hijinx movie. I'm thinking slightly problematic. Photosensitivity and definitely definite titty. 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 Big old titty. Um, Big titty Tifa. Let's see. Uh, really anyone to call anything to call out in music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, uh, art, action, and art? Uh, I would say, at the very least, like the music was good. Uh, it's definitely got charm. Uh, I. I thought stylistically it looked good even if like the animation was kind of weird at some points there is some weird things about the art actually i'm going to do cinematography over or there fujiko looks weird in this sure do. Weird. I, I, i'd also say a thumbs up for charm though oh yeah definitely charm um action i one there wasn't a whole lot of action and two it's i don't know if it's really done I don't know the action is like blink and you miss it or like one and done. Yeah, like the, the not to say that it's boring, but like the action is just kind of it's like not the thing that Yeah, it's it's never is. a focus, it's always just part of a scene. It really isn't like a fight scene. It's not like Castle Cagliostro where there is a very key fight scene. No, no, no. Once again, like they like the the biggest fight scene would be the the uh, Gaimon fight, and even that's just over very fast. Man. Yeah, that that's just a that's a Ninja Gaiden opening. It's like an so, RPG. The fights are serviceable. They get the story to where they need to go. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Anything to call out for yay or nay? Uh, so nay is Voyager is the XDs. Oh, yep, yep. I didn't get that one there. Because yeah. Um. Let's see. Um, I don't know if it's called the length. I no, do the length of... is fine, but it, it wasn't amazing. Uh, I know yeah. there's something I'm looking for. Uh, I wouldn't quite say what the hell is going on, but like just barely not. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I feel. Hmm. I know it's not sluggish, but I feel like there's something to say about the pace of the movie. The pacing is off. It's off. Yeah, I think I'd put that. Yeah, boy, it was the XDs and pacing weirdness. Yeah, too many repeated plot points and makes it a little confusing when they jump from one area to the next, and you feel like there should be more explanation, but there wasn't. You're just here now. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah. Uh, that'll do it for us discussing Secret of Mama. So before we go, uh, Don, is there anything you want to plug? Um, you know what? I'm going to plug a friend today. We'll also plug myself as always. If you want to check me out or check out whatever show I will be on, check me out on Twitter at donut underscore secret. Um, if you are looking for a new beard product for your fancy beards and or mustaches, maybe consider checking out Can You Handlebar? a product I personally use. Um, They make a lot of beard lotions, waxes, oils, stuff like that. They have wonderful scents. And um, 
the dudes that sell them are pretty wonderful people. Check them out on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can. That's Can You Handle Bar? All right. Uh, Torpo. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Typist at Typist on Twitter. <clears throat> and I would like to plug the gaping holes in the plot. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for Loop on the Third. Uh, next time, we got a pretty big one. Uh, in fact, our return, to, our return, because we haven't done in a while, but we are returning to uh, take a look at a series. We're starting our look at the, what was it, 1995, uh, whatever, let's see. When did this come out? We're taking a look at, uh, come on, uh, 1994 Mega Man cartoon. We've taken a look at some Mega Man stuff already, but this is the one that most people probably remember. <laughs> so uh, we are taking a look at season one, and we're, it's going to be our first look at it. So uh, strap in for that one. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Have a wonderful time. If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.